0: l-d-e-j-a-n-e-i-r-o com and use the code ACAST10 for 10% off.
2: This is Let's Talk About from Style Canada. And let me tell you, we're talking. Let's face it, we talk a lot. We talk about things we love, hot topics, and anything in between. But what about the things we don't talk about? What about the things we want to know, but don't know how to ask? Don't worry, we've got you covered. Let's expand our horizons. Let's talk about it. Hi, all, and welcome. This week, we're talking about summer fashion with Cameron Westcott. A California girl at heart, Cameron grew up in Montecito before starting her Texas life in college, where she met her husband, Court Westcott. Living in the exclusive neighborhood of Highland Park in Dallas, along with her two children and two dogs, it is safe to say that she is busy. We know Cameron best for being one of the most fashionable housewives in the franchise, representing the Lone Star State well. Her obsessive love for the color pink has led her to adopt the mantra, blonde by birth, pink by choice. Cameron made her Real House Size of Dallas debut in season two and now has her own podcast with castmate Carrie Brittington called Cam and Carrie Do Dallas. With both an education and professional background in fashion, along with the incredible look she shows us each week on Bravo, Cameron is the expert we need to talk about all things summer fashion. Cameron, thank you so much for being here with us today. Yes, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be part of this. Yeah, I mean, Ali and I were both looking at each other and we're like, we both wore animal print because I didn't have any pink out in my closet yet, but we felt that okay. also represented you.
3: Yes, animal print <laughs> rep- completely. It is like a total neutral in my house and, and in my closet. So I love animal, animal print right after pink. So okay, good. Second in line. So we did okay.
2: Good, good. Well, yes. we're we're thrilled to have you with us. I know you we're actually just kind of wrapping up seeing the end of the season, but wanted to kind of get started with, you know, you joined the cast a few the second season, a few seasons ago now. What prompted you to join the show? How did
3: that come about? I never in a million years thought I was going to join Real Housewives of Dallas. I actually was a huge fan of the show, though. And when I heard that they were coming to Dallas, I was like blown away, so excited. And when I saw the first season, I was like kind of disappointed because I'm such a huge fan of the show. And I watched all the other cities, of course. So when they, it called me, I had a lot to say. Okay, I had a lot, a lot to say. And maybe that's why I ended up on the show because I had a lot to say about it. But But um, after being on it, you, you know, you realize that you can't always show your favorite restaurants all the time because not everyone allows you to film. So there's a lot I didn't know as a viewer, of course. So I had a lot of opinion. But then now that I'm on this side, I'm like, wow, I didn't realize how much goes into the show and how much time and work it is. (laughs) So can't be as judgmental anymore. (laughs) Um, Sadly, yeah, um, but um, yeah, I just got a call from casting, and I, you know, did a few interviews, and I had to beg my husband to death to allow me to do this. He thought it was signing a contract with the devil, like literally. He's like, "You are literally putting yourself out there, and you got to be ready for people to attack you." So, I was willing to try, and I did it, and I'm a little crazy. <laughs> No, looking back now, I wonder was one of, I think,
2: you know, watching the show, you're definitely the one that brings the fashion. I know I've heard you say that you like Beverly Hills, you You like Beverly Hills kind of the most from that fashion aspect. I'm guessing that had a lot to some of your input probably had to do with the fact like Neiman's being in Dallas and just that kind of iconic fashion heritage there. And I think you really, I mean, you do an amazing job of bringing that to the show.
3: Yeah. You know, here in Dallas, we love fashion. We're over the top and we kind of take things to the next level just because, you know, we don't have the mountains and the ocean to entertain ourselves with. So we really focus a lot on fashion. Mm -hmm. And that's why I also really love Real Hospitals of Beverly Hills because there's so much fashion involved. And I am honored that you say I bring a lot of fashion to it because that is um, amazing. And that just makes me excited that you guys think that because I love fashion. So
2: yeah, I used good. to, I used to work at Burberry and Oscar and would always go to uh-huh. Neiman's Dallas and Neiman's Dallas always had the most amazing assortments of, of yes. the fashion. So you're definitely representing. Yeah. Was it difficult to kind of come into this formed group? Cause I know this past season, Tiffany joined the cast, and you kind of took her under your wing. So what was that like coming in on season two when, you know, relationships had been developed a bit
3: yeah it was really hard being a newbie and I actually told Tiffany that many times you know that it's hard being a newbie and sometimes you know you can be a target sometimes if you voice your opinion but technically everyone's really target if you voice your opinion someone doesn't agree to be honest that's just what happens in this group of you know multiple personalities there's all different types of personalities in our group uh, but being a newbie was hard for me I had a really hard time meshing with girls. I didn't really ever feel like I had a girlfriend when I first joined the show. I was close to Carrie Duber, but we weren't besties. And so we didn't really become super, super close till later. And I had to really put time and work into building my relationships. And I think what makes me so comfortable now with the group is because I put that time and effort in and I really got to know the girls, but it's work to be a good friend. Like it's not an easy thing. So, yeah. So I went through my struggles as well. well as a newbie. Well,
2: I think that what strikes me about Dallas is you all do seem to support each other though, still like you call each other out and there's obviously always going to be drama, but it's, it seems to be done with the intent of helping your friends grow. Is
3: that fair to say? Yes, yes, completely. We always want each other to do the best thing for each other. And we, we always are pushing each other and pushing each other out of our comfort zones. And I really feel like in the end, we become stronger thanks to each other. And we're always there for each other. And we usually always have each other's backs in the grand scheme of things. Sometimes not everyone does. And we always learn that later, but, you know, um, yeah, I'm just so thankful for the friendships I do have within the group. They, you know, share something that other girls that I'm really close with in town that are not on the show. And they really understand what we go through. And it's like such a crazy experience to be in the public eye like this and to have every single thing critiqued. And only someone, you know, that understands the industry, like really gets like what you're going through. So it's nice to have these relationships with the girls. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I mean, this season started off,
2: I guess you would have probably started filming, would it have been December, like right kind of at the the end of the year, been in quarantine for some time. So I'm guessing, like, it definitely, the season definitely has like a ready to live life kind of spirit to it. Is, was that fair to say when you were filming?
3: I would definitely say so, yes. Um, you know, it's really hard filming this year with COVID. I think. You know, we were separated from the other girls many, many times just because of our current situation. And it really, you know, made us do a lot more personal story that actually I, you know, don't enjoy doing as much because it's really pushing me out of my comfort zone to have those conversations with my husband, which I don't really want to have. And sometimes, you know, you just kind of, go with the flow and things kind of just end up happening. And, you know, my personal story was our struggles, you know, finding our dream house and selling my current house. And, you know, it's hard sometimes when cameras are on you and you have to have those conversations because it's really happening.
2: Yeah. So I can imagine like, I mean, I, I don't know if I can imagine actually, but those, those are really difficult conversations to have, right? Like in, in wow. your marriage, it seems like you were looking to get um, more of a say in things and you definitely do. Um, and you're building this beautiful life together, but I would imagine those are difficult conversations to have in private, let alone wow. with an audience watching, but you, you know, Wait. you could have, yeah, <laughs> but you're all moved into your new place now.
3: Yeah, yeah. I'm in my dream house. It's amazing. Um, we have furniture coming every day. Now, you know, there's a lot of shipping issues due to COVID. But every day, we have more and more furniture coming for our new house. It's like Christmas. I'm getting to decorate over here. And I get to, you know, nest and do all the fun housewife things and pick stuff out. <laughs> so it's really fun. That's awesome. My mom is an interior designer, so I
4: have an appreciation for that. So are there any, like, highlights? How is the decor- decorating going. Are there any highlights you can share with us? Slash, is the theme pink like your fashionist? <laughs>
3: yes. Well, my pink room actually is amazing and it's a lot of pink. Let me tell you, a lot of pink. I- Black and white carpet. Actually, I do a black and white carpet actually on the ground to complement the pinks. So the pink is like the main statement. I have these huge pink silk drapes in there. They're fuchsia. I mean, it's it's fabulous. It definitely is. Then my husband says, "There's a rule. It cannot cross the walkway from the pink room into the family room." There's a rule and there's a line. You know, I get a little sneaks in a pink here and there I can I got a few pops of color it's in my pillows I was gonna say
4: pillows perfect
3: it's like a little thread (laughs) of pink okay it's a
4: little thread of pink it's gotta be there somewhere though I feel like
3: you gotta implement that somewhere are you sitting in your closet that is absolutely amazing Uh, yes I'm actually in my um this is my this is my spring summer closet. Okay. I have so many clothes. So, and my other closet is my winter fall closet.
2: Wow. Dreams, aliases. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I was like, we could do this whole, maybe we should do this whole podcast on video. And Kim, you could just like do a fashion show for us for summer. Fashion. I know.
3: <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I got lots of fun things and I've collected a lot over the years. So, there's a lot of gems in here.
2: <laughs> oh, I imagine that looks amazing. Do you have a favorite, like, meaningful piece to you or something that was passed down
3: or anything like that? Um, I would probably say my 10-year anniversary gift, which was my pink crocodile Birkin. That's actually probably one of the more special pieces in my closet because it represents 10 years of, you know, being married to the love of my life. So, and the fact that he surprised me was really exciting. I didn't realize I was getting a pink Hermes crocodile Birkin. And so he knew me
4: well. Wow. Moving on to summer fashion, I guess our first big question around this is, you know, we've been in a pandemic for so long. And I know from looking at your Instagram, you did not seem like you were in a pandemic. How did you still elevate your style and keep stylish throughout the pandemic? Was this hard for you? I feel like it was hard for so many people, but you were just going on as per usual.
3: Yeah. Well, actually It wasn't hard for me because I actually love being comfortable. You know, I love dressing up, but the minute I get home, I take those heels off and I get into comfy clothes. I'm all about comfort. Being in like a fancy dress walking around my house is like uncomfortable to me. So the fact that I got to bring in my fashion side with comfy and lounge outfits and, you know, just being casual was like a dream. So mm-hmm. I really lounged in just fun lounge outfits. I bought so many tracksuits online during the pandemic. Like I can't tell you, I, I honestly don't have room for all of them. <laughs> and I just lived in tracksuits. I mean, it was so cold over here in Dallas. So I lived in like fabulous, fun, mashing top and bottom tracksuits. <laughs> How nice is that, that that's
4: style now and like matching your tops like sets. Oh, I just I love it. That's like so close to my heart. So I, I appreciate that, too. So in terms yeah. of moving into the summer, I know we don't have the same same climate. We're still a little chillier up here for a bit. But what wow. do you see trending for this summer? What do you see coming up?
3: Well, I personally love to be comfortable and one of the, you know, trends that it's going to continue into the summer, is going to be pleated skirts and like hoodie sweatshirts or like, you know, tops with hoodies. I love being super comfy and casual, so I'm going to hit that up. All the way because I have so many pleated skirts that I love still so from last year. So I'm definitely gonna do that. And I also really, really love that the color bubblegum pink is still the color for spring. So I'm like, yes. Okay, got so much bubblegum pink in here. And I, you know, I, I also really like a lot of the cutout dresses that you're seeing throughout the spring summer lines. And I have to be careful to where the cutouts are because this whole trend, all these cutout things, I'm not all about the midriff being shown. Okay. During COVID, I had way too much ice cream, so I'm going to start focusing on my workouts before I start doing the whole mid-drift trend thing, because I was at home, you know, gaining some COVID weight over here, so that trend was not for me, but I'm hoping to get into some of the dresses that have some cute cutouts in the right place. The
4: quarantine 15 is what we like to call yes. it, so yeah, or, or more, I don't know. Some people, um, but yeah, no. So in terms of style in general, not just summer, I guess just in your life, I know you're big into pink and, and your outfits are fabulous. So who are some of your biggest style inspirations from, you know, designers or just like personalities?
3: Yeah, well, I love being super casual and comfortable. So, I love a fabulous Zimmerman sundress. Zimmerman is always amazing and so comfortable, and it's really great for Dallas weather. You know, it's really hot here in Dallas, and the fabrics are usually really breathable. So, I love wearing a beautiful Zimmerman sundress. And I also love a lot of fashion sneakers. I wear fashion sneakers like literally around town everywhere. I love a fabulous Chanel fashion sneaker. I have many of those. Love those. I also really love the Christian Dior fashion sneakers with the Dior on the laces. I feel like it always adds like a little fun touch to any of your outfits and makes it a little edgy. And I love the basic Chanel espadrilles for summer. Like those have been around for years and they're so comfy. Love those. And I love a really great jean jacket. I think that's like a staple, especially here in the South, because sometimes it gets really cold with the air conditioning because it's freezing inside. We blast all our air conditioning. And a jean jacket can go day or night and you can roll the sleeves up. You can add a pleated skirt. You butted, you could add jeans or you know shorts. Like Everything goes with jean jackets. So love a good jean jacket. Everyone needs a fabulous white t-shirt as well. You always have to have a fabulous white t
0: L D E J A N E I R O, soldajanero.com, and use the code ACAS 10 for 10% off.
4: Where's your go to white t shirt from? Like, I need and least talk about this all the time. We cannot find basics. Basics are the hardest yeah. to find. Where can you find that?
3: Yeah, definitely rag and bone. Rag and bone has the basic, fashionable amazing t-shirts. They wash well, they hold up well, they look good. They're not like too baggy. They're not too tight. They're like
2: perfect. Okay. Love that. It's and nice. a couple of my friends actually, yeah. actually work there as well. So I'm going to have to hit them oh, up. For but do you, is there in Dallas, I know there's obviously a big kind of high-end luxury scene. Is there any kind of smaller startup brands or not even just in Dallas, but even across the, across the country that you're following or you're really
3: loving right now? Well, I love Hadleys. I um, have been a huge Hadleys fan, and they actually are based here in Dallas. Their kids actually go to school with my kids, and they're amazing designers. And, and they're right in Highland Park Village here in Dallas. And her stuff is amazing and it's super preppy. And you'll have literally you'll see the most cutest loafers. And like the loafers literally sometimes will match your cardigan or your skirt. And I can't get enough. Like if you ever see me in a balloon skirt, I don't think they're called balloon skirts, but they're like baby doll skirts. Uh, I have like literally six and they're all from Hadley's. And they're like my favorite skirt I have in my closet. And I, I wear them all the time.
2: Oh, we'll Hi. keep our eye out. <laughs> yeah. Yes.
3: Where did your love of fashion
2: develop? Like, I, I know that it seems we just know you as, you know, someone who loves fashion, but where did this start? Was it growing up influenced by, you know, a, another female in your life or?
3: Yeah, my fashion actually was inspired by my mother. She was a textile designer. My parents had a textile company growing up and I would literally just be in the office and I would be sketching, you know, pieces for them and they Focused mostly on home decor and I would be doing like towels and I'd be designing rugs and I literally would have like you know the stencil of like the dimensions of the towel or the rug and I would sit there and I would literally design pieces for them and one of their hottest selling towel which is one of their beach towels actually which they actually did sell in even Marcus so I'm very proud of this it was baby pink and white stripes and that was my towel I designed and they have no idea it was I kid designed it. <laughs> they had no idea. So fun. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I didn't know that actually. So this was yeah. like
2: inherently in your upbringing very much. So yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And we know you also love the dog fashion. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, tell us a little bit about that. Was that just an extension of your love of fashion and passing that on to Louie and fancy?
3: Yeah, I actually used to design dog clothing. Actually, before I started the show, I designed some dog clothing for fun. I sold it in a few boutiques here in Dallas, and that was just super, super fun to do. And I couldn't ever find cute dog clothes. So I was like, I'm going to go out and design my own. And so I started doing that for my Louis, which is my little Yorkie who is no longer with me. But he was my inspiration because they had such horrible clothes in all the dog stores. And I'm like, this is like disgusting. Like, I I was just feeling so bad for my dog. So I was like, I'm going to go ahead and make my own clothes for him. And then I feel like over the years, dog fashion has picked up. But the first year of New York Fashion Week, I actually attended the very first year of New York Fashion Week. And Louie and I sat in the front row and I had him in one of the dresses I designed. Yes, I put him in a dress. Okay, he was a crossdresser. You did for mom. Um, but it was like the most fun event I've ever been to in my life. I don't even know if they still have New York Pet Fashion Week anymore. I think they do, but it was so exciting. And it was just all the love for my dog. I wanted him to be happy with that. That's so fun. I feel like so you,
2: you seem like you definitely take these things that are passions and translate them into business opportunities. And I think have more of an entrepreneurial mind than I maybe thought just watching the show. Like I know, you know, they talk about the, the, dog the, is it sparkly dog, right? The dog food. Sparkle dog. Sparkle dog, sorry. But yeah, we don't get to see that much of it, but you seem to have this, like this mind that works and sees these opportunities, which is really interesting.
3: I know, yeah. Sparkle dog is still, you know, coming along and it's amazing. Fancy is my new taste tester. She tastes everything. She proves everything. And I'm not focusing on the food anymore. I'm actually just doing treats, multivitamins, shampoo. We have bully sticks, which Fancy loves them. She'll like chew in for an hour and dental wash and oh, uh, biscuits. Weave dog biscuits. Oh, so fun. Wow. You really expanded yeah. then. Very fun. Yeah. And yeah. You- Newer
2: also to your kind of portfolio of things is a podcast with Carrie. How did that come about?
3: Yes. Well, Carrie and I talk on the phone for hours. Okay. Like she calls me all the time. But we're always talking about, you know, what happened with the ladies of the group or what we did last weekend. We're always like comparing notes on things. And she's someone I confide in a lot. And she has a really, really good heart. And So we found each other just talking on the phone all the time. And we're like, hey you know, every other housewife in this world has a podcast. And we sit on the phone and talk all day long. Maybe we should try this thing out. So we decided just to dive on in and try it out. And it's going great so far. We've had so much fun. And yeah, we've learned a lot on how podcasts work and run. And it's been really fun.
2: Oh, good. I listened to a couple episodes. It was, it really struck me like what you were saying too, about how it seems like You've created this community of women supporting women um, and whether that's through the podcast or the influencing work you do, I thought that that, that really kind of hit home. So I'm assuming the podcast is, is, is a part of that as well. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes, for sure. Cool. Very cool. Well, what else? What's coming up next for you? I mean, you stay busy enough.
3: Yeah. Oh my gosh. I know. I'm always so busy. I like barely time to wash my hair. It's crazy. I always like tell people. They're like, Where were you yesterday? I'm like, I don't know. But all I know is I didn't get to wash my hair. I'm like, oh, I can't. Even <laughs> well, tell still you what looks was great. Yeah. It's like crazy, but yeah, I actually, um, and just trying to focus and enjoy my family right now. You know, we just, we just wrapped the reunion and we just, you know, we're closing a season. So I'm taking this moment for downtime to just really have some quality time with no drama. So yeah. I'm really looking forward that
2: Yeah, I think it seems fun to be a housewife, but the reunion—I can't imagine <laughs> it's an enjoyable time. Oh my yes, hopefully, yeah. hopefully it went okay and it wasn't too stressful for you.
3: <laughs> yeah, there wasn't any laughing. Okay, so a little bummed about that. You always want to have a good laugh to feel good, but yeah, there wasn't laughing. There were some tears. There were some sorries, um, and then there was some no sorries from others, but. You know, that's expected sometimes with these ladies.
2: Yeah. You seem to do a great job though, of and actually a lot of a lot of the Dallas cast does to me is like speaking their mind, but not doing it in such an offensive way, I guess. But maybe I see that just as the viewer and how it's edited. I'm sure it could be very different in person, maybe. So, but yeah, yeah. I think we're well, we're looking forward to
3: watching. Thank you. I know. Yeah. It's a wild ride. I'm just, you know, shocked that it's been 40 years now, you know, I just wrapped my four season, So I don't know where the time has gone. I look back at cute little videos of the kids from my first season. I'm like, oh my gosh, they're babies. They're so little. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And I look at them and like, my daughter is going to be in middle school next year. And she was just like a little toddler when I first started. So yeah, it's crazy. I was going to ask
2: like them. They, yeah. Like you get to see your kids grow up on the show too. I mean, a nice kind
3: wow. of keepsake for them, I guess. Do they enjoy being on it? Yeah, they do enjoy being on it. At the end of the season, when we have like filmed for like three months, at that point, my kids are done. And when they see the camera crew like pull up, they start hiding. They're like, "We don't want to film." And I'm like, "Okay." And I just I say, "Listen, they're done right now. Maybe tomorrow." And I always respect you know their choice. I don't ever want to force them to do anything. And and I do pay them if they do participate. They do get money. So you know they're working. So I think it's only fair that I give part of my salary to them as well, because it wouldn't be fair if they came on camera for free and worked for two hours with me, you know? What a
2: great, yeah. What great kind of behaviors to sell them. It seems, what yeah. do you call Do you call it the, um, not the Westcott Academy? I feel like you said, you called it something in the last, the last couple episodes where you're like having them wash windows and you're just- oh, exactly. that is the Westcott Academy. Yeah, yeah. Okay, there you it's go. the Westcott Academy. <laughs> That's hilarious. Definitely training, them for, definitely training them for life, which I love. <laughs> yes, yes. I know. I,
3: I tell them all the time. Time, you know you'll go to school and learn all these like you know fun things but like guess what you have to have like survival skills okay when you go to college you need to know these things mm-hmm. and I just want to be sure they're prepared for everything you know it could be that mom and dad lose all their money one day who knows and if that's the case you got to know how to do your laundry you got to know how to clean so <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, do
2: they know yeah. what they want to do yet they're t- probably too little but do they have an yeah,
3: idea Yeah, They're really little, but my little boy actually last week said he wants to be a YouTuber. And I said, well, what kind of YouTuber? He says he wants to be a Roblox YouTuber, which is like a gamer. So you play games, but you video yourself playing games. And my daughter still wants to be a pop star and an actress or a professional horseback rider. It's like one of the three. Or a professional (laughs) football player. That's in there too. Oh, that's cool. She's still playing tackle football with the boys. So oh, yeah, she wants to go all the way. And she says that she can't. She wants to be a um, professional NFL coach. So I'm supportive of that. Very. That's cool. awesome. I, I had yeah. no idea
2: the the job that you mentioned your son wants to do. I've never heard of that. But your daughter, I, I have all those careers. So. <laughs> well, there's some, cool. there's some female coaches as of this year
4: anyway.
3: So that's definitely a reality that she could go after. That's awesome. Yes, yes. So she's getting trained actually by one of the famous kickers here in Highland Park High School. And he's teaching her how to kick. And it's like a dream that he's taking time to do that for her. So she's learning how to be a, a kicker.
2: That's hopefully awesome. For her. That's oh, so that. fun. Well, hopefully, who knows, maybe she'll be on, you know, Real Housewives of Dallas season 20 or something like that as, as the head of the football team.
3: <laughs> yeah. You never know. I never. I tell her, I'm like, "How many want me an actress one day?" It's good to have experience behind the camera, just so you feel natural. It's the only way I can get her on.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's it's very true. that's very true, probably right. Absolutely. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. well, thank you so much for being here with us today and, and giving us kind of the inside scoop, not only on fashion but what's going on with the show and your family. It was such a pleasure to chat with you. Oh,
3: thank you me too.
2: Thank you for tuning into this conversation. We will have a brand new one on a brand new topic every Monday. If you were intrigued by anything in our conversation, we encourage you to talk about it. Tell a friend, post on social media, take action in your very own way. Subscribe to get the newest episode at your fingertips as soon as it drops. Until next time, check out Style Canada, a disruptor in the media for its community of inquisitive style seekers. You can find us at style.ca or on social media. Just like this podcast, Style Canada is not just about style. It's about living a lifestyle that leaves people open to evolution and opportunity. This episode was hosted by Elise Gasparino, produced and edited by Alia Ballas, The music credit goes to Raspberry Music and was brought to you by Style Canada.
0: D E J A N E I R O, soldajanero.com, and use the code ACAS 10 for 10% off.